Hey friends, well it's Tuesday, just in case you forgot what day of the week it is. I know I just had to ask my daughter what day it was today, <laughs> but it is Tuesday, um, day 52 of Today I Choose. So if you've been with us the whole time, hello again. And if you're just joining us, we're so glad that you are. Um, what a journey it has been. And uh, I have to actually remember to tell you uh, something today, guys. I, You need to know something about me. I am terrible at mentioning things that I have. Like a lot of you put in your comments, do you have any books. I have so many. Just go on my website. I have devotionals and other stuff and other messages you can listen to. I'm just not, when I'm in the zone with you, I'm not thinking about all that stuff. But there is one thing that is happening today that I want to share with you because it's kind of exciting for us. A little while ago, um, my friend and I, Natalie Grant in the States, that you probably heard me reference before, she's one of my closest friends and she's an incredible singer. And uh, if you don't know of her, then you should go check her out. But anyway, Natalie and I do something called Dare to Be, a ministry that we launched together. And we were approached by an incredible radio station and a platform of radio stations, Caleb Air One in America. And they said, hey, we're going to launch a brand new podcast platform and we would love you to be a flagship podcast on there. And we were like, well, we don't even know what to do. How do we even do a podcast? <laughs> That is the honest response we had. And they said, well, you know how to talk as friends. We're like, oh, we can do that. So basically, it's me and my bestie Nat sat at a microphone inviting you into our conversation about all things motherhood, friendship, disagreeing, uh, our fears, ways that we failed, ways that we've actually had to say sorry to one another. We cover it all. And I promise you, you will laugh a lot. It's free of charge. And so I'm just letting you know, because maybe it would bless you to drop in on that podcast that launches today all across the world. You can get it on any platform, Apple, Spotify. You can go to the link in my bio and there's actually a link in there to click on and it'll take you straight to it. All you have to do is push subscribe and then you're in. I think it's every Tuesday. It's going to be coming up and coming out and they'll send you a note to say the next one's up and loaded. So I just thought I'd let you know because I always forget to tell you stuff. So I'm excited about where that might end up and who that might bless. So that leads me into actually today's subject because today I want to ask you and ask you to choose to sharpen. Um, you know, and we need people in our life, don't we, to help sharpen us. I think that's what will come across in that podcast, if you listen to it, is just two friends who are saying, hey, when I'm weak, she helps me be strong. When I'm wrong, she helps challenge me. We've had conversations that are sharpening conversations. And I think so often in our lives, we can avoid those conversations. We avoid conflict or we don't say what we think might upset someone. But I want you to reframe that whole thing today and really realize that actually it is essential that we have people in our world and we are that in someone else's world and we give one another permission to sharpen one another. The Bible puts it this way in Proverbs 27, 17 in the NIV, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Today, I'm asking you, who have you given permission to, to sharpen your life? And maybe there needs to be a conversation you're going to have today that is actually a sharpening conversation that actually you would have otherwise avoided. 
Um, I don't know what your kitchen drawer looks like, but uh, a little while ago, we were in the kitchen trying to cut up some stuff as we were making food with our friends. And every knife we seemed to pull out of the drawer was blunt. And it kind of became frustrating after a while because we needed to be able to cut the meat and cut the vegetables, cut the bread. But the knives that we were using should have been able to do it. But because we had not sharpened them, they could no longer perform and help us do what we needed to do. In fact, it became so funny and frustrating that a few weeks later it happened to me my husband's birthday <laughs> and when he began to open his birthday presents he began to realize there was a reoccurring theme he opened one box it was a knife he opened another box it was a knife sharpener I think about four friends bought him knives and sharpeners he's like I get it no more knives people but we didn't have the sharpening tool and even if we had got the sharpening tool somewhere in our house we didn't didn't bother go getting it out. We just allowed the knives to become blunt. And I think that can happen in all of our lives spiritually. We can allow areas of our life to become blunt because we're just busy doing other stuff. And we don't realize the difference it makes when something is sharp and something is blunt. When the, when the, when the knife is sharp, it cuts through it like butter. When it's blunt, it's so much harder. And I feel like all of us have to look at our lives and say, where do I need some iron? to sharpen my iron. And I think all of us, when we answer that question, we're going to realize in different areas of our life, there's a conversation we need to have or something we need to embrace. I hope this that we're doing right now is iron sharpening iron. Let me read you another verse in the Bible. It says this in Hebrews 10 verse 24. And it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us consider how we may spur. The word spur there is very visual word. Have you ever seen a picture of a cowboy boot with a spur on the back? And you might think that's a cruel thing for a cowboy boot to have on when they're riding the horse, that the spur would go into the side of the horse. But uses this word spur to say we need people in our life that spur us on, not, not just, you know, tease or, or comfort or strokers make us feel better. We need all of that. We need people who encourage. We need people to come alongside. But sometimes you need a good old spur in your side where someone goes, nope, come on, we can go further. Come on, we can do this. And so we all need those people with those conversations to help us stay sharp. There's an amazing passage in the Bible where actually it's a really sad story that plays out. And I want to refer to it just to pull out this example at a whole nother level. And it's a story that's found in 1 Samuel 13. And, uh, and verse 19 is where I'm going to read from. But the backdrop of the story is that Saul and Jonathan need to actually fight the enemy. And when they go to fight the enemy, there's a realization that happens across the people of Israel. It says this, that there was not a blacksmith that could be found in the whole of Israel because the Philistines had been taking the blacksmiths, realizing that they would use them to make swords and spears. So it got to the point where all of Israel went down to the Philistines to have their plow point sharpened and their ackles and axes and sickles sharpened. The price was two thirds of a shekel for sharpening and uh, a third of a shekel for sharpening forks and axes. 
So on the day of the battle, not a soldier with Saul and Jonathan had a sword or spear in his hand. Saul and Jonathan were the only ones that had them. Imagine for a moment that you are in a place where you have to go to war, that we have to rise up and you have to go into battle. And suddenly someone realizes we have no weaponry that is being sharpened. In fact, for all this time, we've been taking what we needed to fight with and allowing the enemy to charge us to put an edge on it. And I guarantee you, when they took their weapon down to the Philistine camp and they paid money for someone else to sharpen it, I guarantee you they were not making that Think sharp. They were thinking in the back of their minds, I'm not helping you in a battle. I'm not helping you gain ground. How often in our lives do we not realize that that blacksmith role has been removed from our life? That person that helps us forge a sharp tool in our spirit, a sharp tool in our arsenal of weaponry when it comes to fighting the enemy. We need to make sure that we are aware that we are training up people in our lives and in our churches and in all the places around our life. We need to make sure we are training our children how to have people in their life that sharpen them, not just mates that they hang out with or mates that they have a laugh with, but we need to encourage them. Hey, you need things in your life that help sharpen you. You need actually those conversations that sharpen you because otherwise we're gonna find out like Sam in that book of Samuel, it says, that Jonathan and Saul were the only ones with a weapon against an army that had a whole town full of blacksmiths. And I think that's one of the things that the enemy wants to do in this time. He wants to remove the voices from our lives that sharpen us. He wants us to get away from reading our Bible that sharpens us. He wants us to just have friendships that stay on a surface level and we never actually go beyond the surface level because we're frightened if we would say something that would be a sharpening, that someone would be offended at what we said, but you've got to get thicker skin than that friend. You've got to build into your life a relationship and a conversation that actually challenges you because iron sharpens iron. And when it comes to areas of our life where we need to pull out that weapon out of the drawer of our life, we need to know that it's not going to be blunt in the time when we need to take down an enemy. You know, all throughout scripture, we read stories, don't we, of those that became an iron sharpening effect in someone else's world. Remember the story of Esther? Esther that's in the palace and she's being pampered and she's surrounded by this harem of women. And then Mordecai, her uncle, begins to walk around. It tells us in the book of Esther in sackcloth and he begins to walk around wailing because he's aware of the plight against the people. And he knows that there's a plan that Haman has to actually destroy his whole land and people. And so he tries to get Esther's attention. But the Bible tells us in Esther that she just sends him some new clothes because she's kind of embarrassed. And she says, hey, send my uncle some new clothes so he can get out of those torn clothes that he's wearing. He can get out of those clothes of sackcloth that he's wearing. And he sends her a note back. We all know the story well in the book of Esther. He sends her a note back saying, I am not changing my clothes. 
but you need to realize that you are in that palace for a purpose and you need to realize that maybe, just maybe, you were born for such a time as this. He did not go back with words that were kind of, you didn't know what he was saying. You knew exactly what Mordecai was saying. What was he doing? He was saying to Esther, I think while you've been pampered in the palace, I think while you've been with all these other women, I think while you've been in an environment that is not challenging to you, I think you've forgotten. I don't think there's anyone in there that is iron sharpening the iron. And so Mordecai says to her, you better get up girl and you better speak up. And she all of a sudden is flustered and begins to say, I don't know if I can do it. And the word comes back from Mordecai yet again, girl, you got to get up and you've got to trust in this season and open your mouth. And then we read the famous words, don't we? That Esther says, I'm going to go, I'm going to approach the king. And if I perish, I perish without Mordecai's voice in her life. Let's just think about what could have happened. Without that challenge to her soul, just think about all the deaths that would have followed on from her lack of being willing to actually stand up and be the sharp edge of God's voice in that space and in that time. She stood up and she had to have a sharpness about her and a boldness about her as she spoke to the king. And God honored her as she stood up and she took a risk. If we only have silence around us, if we only have comforting voices around us, then there are so many moments we will miss that are about something far bigger than ourselves. Listen, it might not be comfortable to put the knife edge of your life on the sharpening edge of the block, but I'm telling you that's where God does his refining work. And we need to make sure that our homes and our families are filled with a sharpening, that there is sense of sharpening one another because we love each other too much to allow each other to become blunt. So today, who do you need to be a voice and sharpen their life because of your strength and because of your commitment to love them well? And who do you need to say in your world, hey, I'm inviting you to sharpen me. Let your iron sharpen my iron. Let's not be found like they were found with no one with a weapon that had been forged because the enemy had stolen all those that forged the weapon. Let's make sure that we have an arsenal of weaponry, not just in the drawer, but sharpened and ready to use. The word of God is like a two-edged sword, right? And it divides and it comes and it cuts away. So let's live a life where we are not sharp in a mean way or sharp in a cruel way, but we are sharp in a way that means when we need to say something or do something like Esther, we do it in a sense of God is going to be in this moment with me because I'm speaking out on behalf of all those that have no voice. Where today can you choose to sharpen? Get your Bible out, get your worship on, start a conversation, do something today that actually bring, brings an edge to your life that maybe has been missing in this season. Don't let lockdown put you in the drawer and allow you to get blunt. Make sure that you use this season to sharpen yourself. Love you guys.